You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at vspdirect.com. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Hey guys, welcome back to the Working Gals Guide podcast. And you know the deal. I'm here to interview people in all different careers, all different industries, and chat about their journey and how they got there. I'm really here to help you get inspired and really help you find your dream job as well. So welcome to our podcast and thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, I'm here today with Sydney, a fashion merchandising student who is also studying advertising and PR. This gal is so impressive and so, so cool. She has her own fashion and lifestyle blog and has so much to share with us about the process of creating it and also growing it. So without further ado, hey Sydney, thanks so much for joining. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, I couldn't say no. So why don't we hop into it? Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, where you're going to school, what you're studying, and a bit about what you're doing right now. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, your introduction really hit it head on. So I'm currently a junior. I attend the University of South Carolina. Um, I'm studying fashion merchandising. Um, I actually am from Charlotte, North Carolina. So I was kind of deciding whether I wanted to go in-state or out-of-state, and I just really, really was interested in the fashion merchandising program at um, South Carolina, and my parents kind of said, they said, you know, if you want to go out-of-state, you really have to make the most of your opportunities um, at that school, and I feel like, you know, I definitely did. Um, Now I'm a junior. I'm actually graduating early this December. I am president of National Retail Federation at my I am also on the executive board of our fashion board where we host a fashion show every year in the spring and along the way I have created a fashion lifestyle blog geared towards college students Um, and you know I've been able to really really expand my audience through the university that I go to um, along the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, first of all, you already have such a crazy, impressive resume, which is amazing. And you're still in college. You're going to be such a boss. And I mean, you already are. So kudos to you, first of all. Um, well, second, I do want to dive more into your actual program that you're taking at school. Can you take us through some of the classes that you do in fashion merchandising, maybe as well what it is overall, and as well the kind of jobs that someone going into a similar program can expect coming out of it? Yeah, definitely. So fashion merchandising is kind of, you know, a mix between business and fashion. So I would say it's definitely more of the business side of the fashion industry. Um, So you're kind of working, it's almost, I say, a 50-50 kind of breakdown of you have your creative side and then you have your analytic side. 
so a lot of it, you know, it's definitely math oriented, especially if you want to be like a buyer or an allocation analyst. Um, and then there's also that creative side where, you know, you get to go to market and uh, pick out clothes or forecast trends. Um, the fashion merchandising industry is actually pretty broad. And I think a lot of the common misconception that people do think is that if you graduate with a fashion merchandising degree, you know, you're, you're just going to be working in a retail store and kind of just like putting clothes for the rest of your life. But it's actually a lot more complex. Um, some of the classes that are required for my specific degree, I've had to take a visual merchandising class, a buying class, um, a forecasting class. Um, I've learned, taken a lot of accounting classes, statistics. Um, so it definitely, definitely is math heavy. Um, and I would say that a lot of students with my degree, they come out with jobs as, you know, an assistant buyer, an assistant planner. Um, some people do start their own businesses, um, become an entrepreneur themselves. But I think a lot of people want to start out in the corporate realm to kind of get some experience first. And then they essentially, you know, either branch off to do their own thing or continuing working up that corporate ladder. Right, right. That sounds so interesting. And um, for yourself as well, I know that you're not just doing fashion merchandising, you're also doing advertising, you're also doing PR, which is amazing. Um, but what made you want to add that on? Is that something that's typical? Or is that something more that you just had a passion for as well, that you wanted to pursue as a minor? Yeah, so I've always had an interest in influencer marketing, obviously, you know, with creating my own blog, I would love to, you know, build my own brand. And I kind of wanted to not only get the fashion aspect of it, and I guess the, you know, the basics of it, I really wanted to see how maybe one day I can incorporate myself as my own boss. So I really thought, you know, I wanted I figured the advertising and public relations side would kind of be a great addition to my degree and make me stand out when I go to apply for jobs. Um, I wanted to get as many aspects of the industry as I could. And I don't think people realize how much marketing and advertising goes into these um, jobs that you may have. So I figured it would be beneficial for me, whether I have a job in you know the corporate world or decide to do something else. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that sounds really cool. All the different options that are out there. Um, and for yourself, though, because you're graduating so, so soon, which is extremely exciting. Um, what's your goal for yourself? Do you want to go that corporate route? Do you want to be like, for example, an assistant buyer? Like, what are your goals around that? Yeah, definitely. So I've always kind of struggled with that, um, whether to go the corporate route or not. Um, because I do see myself down the line becoming an entrepreneur one day. Um, but I, I feel like I'm also so interested in the corporate world. I've worked in um, corporate companies before. I've worked in department stores. I've worked in, you know, smaller locally owned stores as well as franchises. So I actually this summer am uh, going to be a merchandising intern at Bell Corporate, which is headquartered in Charlotte. So um, I really want to try this out. Um, I would love to be a buyer after school, um, see how I like it. Um, I really, really like core values of Belk and um, kind of see where, you know, this summer takes me. And if I get asked back, that would be amazing. Um, I love Charlotte. I love 
you know, the city as a whole. And I love the company, like I said. Um, but, you know, I, it's hard for me to map out the rest of my career. I, I feel like I'm so, I want to dabble into every aspect of the retail industry, but I would love to, you know, give corporate a try um, and see how that goes for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems like school's been a fantastic platform for you to figure out exactly what route you want to go. I mean, I think it's pretty natural that you don't have everything figured out, and I don't think any of us know what steps we're going to be taking. Even sometimes, just about to graduate college, I mean, it's not always necessarily the, the truth that you'd have everything figured out in terms of even your first next step. So for myself, for example, I totally thought I would graduate from college, and I thought my role would be a business analyst. I mean, for me, even me thinking I was going to plan that one step, it didn't go that way. And now I'm doing a role that's similar, I would say, but it's not necessarily a business analyst. So definitely things can change. And I think, again, it's natural that, you know, students don't have everything mapped out. But I do want to hear actually your your past in terms of when that passion for the fashion industry came to light for you. Was that something you were always interested in? Were you always kind of like a young chic fashionista or is that something more so that you developed later in life, maybe in middle school or high school? Yeah, so ever since I was little, I know it sounds cliche, but like I was that kid who was extra in always dressing up like you know and my outfit had to be perfectly matching how to have all the accessories the hats the sunglasses the purse um ever since I was little I have pictures from grade school like I would look forward to my picture um my first day of school picture every day um or every year so I've always loved fashion um it's always been a hobby of my I know I know my my friends would always ask me for advice when they would want to style outfits. I loved photography and loved shooting different outfits, um, you know, going into middle school and high school. And um, in high school, the beginning of high school, I thought I was going to go in the medical field because I honestly, I didn't even know that you could go to school um, for fashion. I just kind of didn't think that was a thing. Um, but senior year, is when I actually started senior year of high school is when I started my fashion blog and I just did it for fun. This was kind of before, you know, it it was more of a trend now and you see so many more bloggers and people trying to be influencers. I I started it in high school just because I wanted to I wanted it to be an outlet for me and something that I ways that I could express myself. Um and so I created my blog and then as I was going um school searching I realized that fashion merchandising was an actual degree and people were actually making careers out of this and that's when I was like yeah the medical field is just not for me and I completely (laughs) dropped that um, interest of mine that I thought I had to be I feel like a lot of people get uh, some sort of pressure whether it be from their family outside influences um, that you have to either be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, a businessman, woman, whatever. Um, but my parents were really supportive of me. And I think they were so supportive because they knew how passionate I was about fashion from a young age. So it's pretty easy for them to know that um, I would work hard in pursuing this degree. Um, so yeah, I ever since I found out that was a thing, um, that's literally all what I applied for schools who had good fashion merchandising or textile programs. 
Right. Yeah. And it must be so amazing that you were able to figure out that, you know, fashion was something you could pursue and fashion merchandising more specifically was a program that was available to you, not too far from where you live, for example. So that's awesome. And it looks like as well that you picked a great school in terms of the opportunities that it's providing you. And I know you're part of a lot of different organizations on campus and within your actual school. So can you maybe tell us a bit about those and maybe to people who don't really recognize why building those connections and organizations on campus is important? Can you let us know what kind of benefits that's provided you? Yeah, definitely. So I would say if you're just starting out in college or even if you're still in high school, I mean, getting involved is seriously the best advice I could give you. Um, I started as soon as, even before I walked into my freshman year getting involved, I joined um, Greek Life. So I'm in Greek Life. Um, I also am in a professional business fraternity because I wanted to be able to network myself outside of just the retail industry and make more connections because you know, I just think it's important going back to that networking and network with as many people as you can. And then my freshman year, um, spring semester, I realized I kind of stumbled across some flyers of the National Retail Federation. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, these people are actually businesswomen, um, and they're doing it within the retail industry. So I wanted to kind of see how that worked. Um, and I went to the meeting. Um, and only about like eight people at the meeting and I was like okay this is a fairly new club and it was it's only been established for a year or so um and they were doing scholarships for when a free trip to New York go to national retail student convention in January so I applied for it kind of was a shot in the dark whatever um I ended up winning and um so then I was able to go to New York that January of my freshman year. I was the only freshman. I was so nervous. Everybody who was with me was juniors and seniors looking for jobs. And I didn't even have like a portfolio at that time or anything. Um, but I ended up networking with a lot of people. Um, and then I ended up getting nominated for becoming president of that club that spring semester. So I became president um, and ever since. I have grown the club now. We have over 100 members. We go to New York every year. We give out multiple scholarships um, for students to go um, because obviously going to New York is expensive. Um, so we have lots of scholarships. We've had people in the club become Adobe certified because Adobe Illustrator and graphic design is also a huge part um, nowadays in the retail industry. Um, and that's kind of been my baby throughout college. Um, I'm definitely going to miss that the most. Um, and then I'm also in Fashion Board, which is our other main organization on campus. And that's more of the creative side of the industry. Um, so we hold our annual fashion show every February. And we just did that. This past February was great. Um, we have school models. We have all the local companies come and let us use their clothing. It's a huge event. We had uh, probably about 200 people come this February and along those years of getting involved um, starting my freshman year with these two clubs I've able to make relationships with teachers with faculty with the dean of the school and building those trusts with those employees they really really 
number one, it makes the school feel small. It makes you feel like you have a place in your school. But they also, they want to help you out as much as you want to help them out. So by giving my time um, and involvement, um, by volunteering and, and really, really, you know, establishing these clubs at my school, I think that um, I was able to develop relationships with teachers and, um, you know, find out about more opportunities that I never thought would exist. For example, I studied abroad in London last summer um, at a fashion institute. I got a fully paid scholarship through um, doing so. That was like an, my, my dream and opportunity of a lifetime. And I really think that I found out about that opportunity through, um, you know, being connected and being involved um, in the retail department. So um, I really, really, really cannot stress how important it is to get involved and hard work does pay off. Oh, yeah. It's so important to get involved. And I definitely support that 100%. Definitely something I definitely believe in. So when it comes to getting involved, wasn't that one of those things that you did that actually led you to attend New York Fashion Week as a student? Or was that something else? Yes. So actually, this is a different kind of opportunity that I stumbled across. Um, Our school kind of does this competition where um, they send two students Um, a semester to New York Fashion Week and I submitted my application you had to kind of create a blog post of styling different university outfits and I was like okay well I already have a blog so let me try this out Um, I did my post I completed the guidelines and my blog my blog entry is still on my blog um, and I ended up winning Um, so this February I went to New York Fashion Week and that was the first time I've ever been to Fashion Week and it is seriously insane. We got to um, some of the events that we kind of did was we watched literal fashion week shows. So uh, we were in the heart of it. We had uh, kind of like photographers following us along the way, taking photos of us. We got VIP access um, to different lounges within fashion week. Um, and then we also were able to go to different networking events, such as a panel of on- different entrepreneurs themselves from Rent the Runway, College Fashionista, um, and other companies who have um, established themselves in New York. Um, and that was really motivating for me because, you know, essentially one day I could see myself being an entrepreneur. Um, so to see, you listen to these people's journeys and um, how they struggled along the way, but you know, through that persistence, hard work, they never stopped. And now they're so successful. Um, And I I really, really do think that New York is the city of dreams and fashion week. If, if you ever are fortunate enough to go, I highly recommend anybody just going to New York during fashion week and seeing all the magic that happens in the city. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been to New York separately twice, never for Fashion Week, although now you've convinced me. I think I have to go back a third time just to see that. Um, But yeah, I've been to New York two times, and each time it's been absolutely magical. There is a different energy about that city. It's There's such a hustle, I would say, such a different mood, such a different vibe, and it's really inspiring. I think no matter what you're into, whether it's food, theater, music, fashion, business, you know, all of it's there. There's just incredibly and a great amount to do. So I definitely highly recommend as well to anyone listening, get out and get to New York as soon as you can. Um, It's an amazing, amazing city. 
All right. So I know one of the cool things about you is that you do have your own personal blog. So I want to dive back into that. So how old were you when you actually started that blog? So I started my senior year of high school um, and I would post like maybe like once, you know, at first, like I put out a post there and it was scary because I live in a small town and I didn't want people to judge me or make fun of me, um, but I was like, whatever, like, this is what I love. I'm going to do what I want, basically. Um, so I put out a couple posts, um, and then I just kind of left it there. I didn't really do much with it. Um, and then um, my freshman year, I started getting partnerships with different brands and different kind of sponsorships locally. Um, throughout where my university is located. So I was like, okay, well, basically these companies would start to send me their products in return for me posting about their content. So I really started getting consistent with posting and I um, was able to build up my following through my university, uh, through, you know, girls in my sorority, girls on campus, girls um, in the same field of study as me. I would just you know, every time I posted a blog post, I share it on my Facebook page, I share it on my personal Instagram, um, I share it on my Twitter, and just every outlet, I guess, social media outlet that I had. Um, and it was great. Like, I, I was doing subliminal partnerships. I was doing it because I really loved it. I wasn't making money or anything off of it. Um, and then I just kind of stopped for a while, I would go in phases where, you know, I would post a lot and then nod and then post a lot, get inspired, you know, and it was just like, oh, I really, really want to be consistent. And I just felt like I wanted to, in order to be more consistent, you know, I had really gotten into fitness, um, health, as well as fashion. And I was like, well, I want to make this blog a true representative of who I am, not just the fashion aspect of me. Right, that makes sense. And was that actually when you pivoted and expanded your blog a bit? Because at that point, it seems like it was more so just fashion. But I know today, because I do love your blog, and I do read it, you do include things like the fitness, you include, you know, some recipes, some health uh, centric posts as well. So was that more so that moment that you realized to be more consistent, you really wanted to expand and not just do fashion, for example, but you also wanted to include more so the lifestyle as well? Yeah, definitely. So obviously, I started it as strictly just a fashion blog, um, because that is, you know, my big, the biggest passion of mine. Um, and then as I started going through college, I feel like a lot of people really find themselves throughout college and kind of find out what their interests are, what they really like. And that's kind of when I realized that I really was into health, wellness, um, fitness, and you know what, I just, I felt like I was being only limited to fashion on my blog. And that's when I really lacked posting because I just didn't really have motivation to strictly do just outfits or whatever, because I feel like the niche that I was going for, which was the people in my university, um, because, you know, being a college student, it, it just seemed like the most sense to me. It was the easiest way of um, posting on social. That was my biggest following was my peers. Um, so that's who I wanted to cater my blog to, but I didn't want to lose myself along the way. And that's when I just started to branching out and really cater it to exactly what I love to do, because I think your brand's going to be the most true to yourself if it is a makeup of 
every aspect of you, not just one aspect, because I think uh, if you have multiple aspects on your blog and different um, interests, then the, the larger the audience you're going to generate. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like when you did expand your blog to include your entire lifestyle and be more authentic and true to your entire life, including some of those recipes and the health and the fitness and all of that, it seems like that's kind of when you started to get those sponsorships. Is that correct? You know, eventually I did get some deals with certain brands where I got paid for posting and that was like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. Like, like brands are really paying me to, you know, just post about them and do what I love. Like, this is so cool. Way to earn extra money in school. Um, every college student is broke. So it was nice to have a couple extra dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's honestly so cool. I mean, I love clothes. I'm not a blogger, but I can only imagine that feeling when a brand reaches out to you or you reach out to them and they say, Hey, yes, I'd love to collab with you. I'd love to work with you. And they send you some pieces. That must've been so amazing. And Honestly, any excuse to like try on some clothes is, you know, always great. So congratulations on that. Honestly, getting that first, I would say, deal or that first collaboration must have been the coolest moment. And if that was me, I think I would have just been jumping up and down, honestly. (laughs) So actually on that topic, um, in terms of reaching out to brands or them reaching out to you, how does it work? Do you reach out to them and say, hey, this is my, you know, my blog, and this is who I am, and this is what I do. Here's my Instagram handle, and then kind of put yourself in front of them. Or were they reaching out to you and coming to you and saying, "Hey, we saw your Instagram, for example, and we'd love to work with you." And, uh, you know, here's our site. Take a look and let us know if you'd like to work with us. Right. Um, I would say that I was definitely reaching out to all these companies, all these retailers. I still am. Um, I still am. I'm not a big, huge blogger by any means. I'm still, you know, constantly reaching out to companies. And you have to reach out to a lot, a lot of companies before you hear back from one, honestly, I guess, depending on your following. Um, But, you know, I would reach out to these companies, say, like, hey, like, I'll do a try on haul of your clothing um, and in exchange for some clothes or whatever. And they would be like, okay, yeah, we would love that because it gets exposure for them. And it also benefits me. I could use those clothing and those photos for my blog and make them into better posts. So it's kind of like that win-win situation. Um, I would say that like, it is hard at times when you're not hearing back from brands that you want to work with, or you're just having struggles growing your following and staying consistent. But I must say that from the advice I've learned along the years is that you have to be persistent and you can't be scared of posting multiple times or, you know, going out of your comfort zone because I think these brands want consistency and they want you to have your own personal brand and they want to see how you are different than these other, you know, blockers because it is such a huge trend right now. Um, especially with the emergence of them, I would say within the last year or so, I feel like everybody has their own blog. Um, So it's been a struggle, you know, trying to stand out. But I think the more connections you have, the easier it is to build. And I really, truly think that it just takes that one brand to mention you who may have a higher follower count um, and for other people to see. Like, I really think it's kind of like that trickle effect. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there there's countless times when I've been listening to a podcast with, you know, someone who's a real personality, someone who's maybe like a reality star, they have their own show and they're a celebrity in their own sense. And they'll have someone who's relatively smaller than them, celebrity wise and popularity wise. And that's the way that people get discovered. It's like when you are maybe that smaller fish sometimes, but a bigger personality goes ahead and puts you on their platform or a bigger brand puts you on their platform and sends you items and features your post and things like that. Sometimes that's the way that you do need to gain, you know, gain some popularity. I don't think it's, you know, something that happens overnight. And I think we've talked about this already, but it's a slow and steady growth, I would say, whether it's growing a business, growing a blog, growing a podcast. I mean, all of us who are starting our own things on the side, whether it be a side hustle or, or just a side project in general, it's definitely, you know, just taking the time to be patient and wait for all that growth to happen. Uh, so yeah, kind of going back to your blog, I feel like there is a lot that goes into a single blog post. I can only imagine you probably have to go out and take your photos. You have to, you know, go ahead and actually write your your copy up as well and edit it, of course, and think about fonts and colors and when you're going to post it and marketing and all of that too. So can you give us kind of a rundown about what happens behind the scenes in creating a single blog post? Yeah, definitely. So I think people don't realize how much time it actually does to create a blog. Um, for me, it, it depends on if it is sponsored or not. So if I'm working with a brand, then it's going to take a lot longer just because a lot of brands have specific qualifications that they would send you that they want featured on the blog, whether it be a specific photo, hashtag, um, some kind of um, want you to cover and then normally once you're done with that blog post you have to send a draft of your blog to that brand and that could take up to you know three weeks to get approved um, essentially um, but in creating a blog post specifically um, you need to make sure that you have photos of yourself personal content not everybody wants to see just random photos pulled off the internet. They want to see that this is your blog. We want to see what you're actually really doing. So for example, if I were to post a recipe um, blog, it's a recipe that I physically made and a photo of my finished product that I cooked. Um, I think people really want to see that authentic life that we touched on earlier. So you want to take account for taking the photos. If you're in the photos, you know, the time it takes to get ready for the photos, um, the time it takes to put an outfit together and then writing the blog post you want to make sure you're well informed on what you're talking about because posting it on the internet you're up to a large amount of critics and really false information is so easy to spread um, so I want to make sure that if I'm talking about a specific topic that I'm knowledgeable on the uh, subject as well as I've had experience in the subject so when I talk about healthy habits um, for college students I talk about kind of my journey, um, how I've gotten into um, more of that healthy lifestyle and things that I've actually done and seen work with myself and my friends or um, as well as research online um, that has helped um, students along the way. So I really think that it can kind of vary, but I think if you are putting a blog post out there, you need to make sure that you are confident with the information that you're putting out there. and you really are proud of the photos because I think it's the worst feeling to post a blog and be like, uh, like this is okay. And 
I just, I always want to be proud of what I put out there, whether it's two people reading it or 500. That's a great perspective. And honestly, from someone who's a reader of your blog, I definitely see the effort that goes in. And I can tell that you are putting your 110% into everything that you do. So it definitely shines through. I want you to know that. Um, all right. So to wrap things up, Sydney, thank you so much for coming. This has been such a lovely chat. You're such a lovely gal and such a boss as well. Can't wait to see where you're going to go in the future. With that being said, I do want everyone to go ahead and find you on Instagram and also, of course, subscribe to your blog. So go ahead and let us know where we can find you. Yeah. Um, first off, thank you for having me. This is so cool. I think it's so important for um younger girl bosses to kind of stick together and help each other grow so I appreciate you having me on you can find me on social media my biggest platform is definitely my Instagram my Instagram Sydney Hope so it's um, S-Y-D-N-E-Y Hope with three E's and then the link to my blog is always in my bio which is Sydney Hope blog um, so yeah you can check me out subscribe to my blog um, follow me, whatever. And I really want to kind of create a community within my Instagram um, and my blog. And I would love for you all to check it out. Amazing. Thank you, Sydney. You've been such a great, great guest. And all of the insights you just provided us have been amazing. You've been so easy to chat with. So thank you so much for coming. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go follow Sydney and also follow us on Instagram at Working Gals Guy. Go ahead and send us any messages, any feedback as well. And of course, most importantly, if you did enjoy the episode, please go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. I'd really appreciate it. And I'd really appreciate any review that you leave. All right. Thanks. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.